Hello, everyone. Sorry for the late episode of those good old fashioned values. It's just me and Andy this week. Uh, Ty is dead. There's no joke there. She just died. She's not going to be on the Real show anymore. There. Just n- not never again. We banned her. We're gonna get a. We're gonna replace her with I don't know Nicole, someone. Yeah. Some yeah. broad. Esther. Yeah. We got people. Yeah. Anyone. My dad. Get my dad on here instead. You can do that. Yeah, no, but we're talking about... Someone will be excited about that. Friday the 13th. I love it when you reference something, like an inside joke, that only you and I know about, and that the people listening to this will have no fucking clue what we're talking about. That's that's kind of, that's part of the fun. That's part of the that, fun. That it's is terrible podcasting. That is terrible nah, fucking nah, podcasting. Drives- that, is, that is not how you tell a joke. Yeah, I told a joke for me. I never said it was for them. <laughs> yeah, good... <laughs> Good call. Sorry, I got to be mean to you because Ty is gone today and someone's got to pick up the slack. Yeah, so we're talking about the original Friday the 13th. And I wanted to talk about this because I'm honestly not sure why. I was just, I was literally. Yeah, this was your idea. I literally was- just looked through my letterbox and I'm like, what the fuck could we do an episode on? And then I just saw Friday the 13th and it's like, yeah, sure. Why not? I have things to say about that. Uh, I do too. Yeah. Uh, so. I, I want to I want to tell you all this that so when I was a kid like horror movies were my way into movies like hearing about horror movies and horror franchises and the impact horror movies had on culture was my entryway into like you know cinema proper one of the first movies I ever watched like all the way through was Psycho uh, I was loved watching Halloween I loved The Shining. You know, all the like old classics like The Exorcist, just the, the 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 Evil Dead. I watched that one with my grandfather when I was like twelve years old. That was a lot of fun. But yeah. you know. That's a great twelve movie. Oh yeah, no, that was fucking terrifying when I was twelve. Like seeing people's veins get shredded with pencils. Oh god. You're not ready for that when you're that young. Um and I also want to say that I've always been like a huge fan of horror writing too, like in high school. Uh, I had an independent study class where me and a couple of friends wrote a horror movie. It was like a class we got for class credit. We tried to film it, but that didn't work because you cannot make a movie when you are in high school. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but someday we'll find the Mozart of filmmakers. But I did write a full screenplay in high school and uh, actually finishing your screenplay as an adult is impressive and doing that in high school i think i deserve i frankly deserve credit for i'm a genius i'm an underappreciated genius you should have gotten you should have gotten a free tuition at college film school yeah i should have because no one who goes to film school finishes their screenplays ever no one ever does that. it's up there it's up there with like bedroom pop albums as the most unfinished thing in history but so i just wanted to say all of this to say that an important part of every cinephile's journey and everyone who's seriously into movies journey, or even people who are just like casually into this stuff. An important part is watching Friday the 13th, this towering iconic landmark of eighties horror cinema and slasher cinema and realizing it is one of the worst fucking movies ever made. I think that is over dramatic. It's not good. Let me tell you something. It's not good. Is this a shitty Halloween knockoff? Yes. Worst of all time, though? Yes. Not even close. Easy. Not even fucking close. Andy, I've seen things you wouldn't believe. This is up there with the very worst horror movies I've ever seen. I mean, mean look. Look, I saw saw fucking... When is this? When... uh, I saw fucking Jack Frost for the podcast. This is a lot better than Jack Frost. Same tier. No. Same tier. No, not even close. Not even there are flinching. things I like about Same Friday tier. the 13th. I mean, you could say that. You could say that, certainly. No, I'm, I'm not playing. I gave this... Yeah, no, I know you're not. Like, I know, I, I'm letting you know that, like... I'll defend this movie a little bit. I don't really want to, but I'm here. I'm here to do it. Since um, okay, here's the thing, Andy. It's like one of the first big disagreements we ever had was when Detective Pikachu came out in 2019, and you got mad at me because I gave it a half star. And you have to understand the worst thing a movie can do for me, and Jack Frost does this too. 
But the worst thing a movie can do for me, more than like offend my morals or be like bad or clumsy or even like offensive, like crashes or whatever, um, is give me nothing. Give me nothing whatsoever. And there is not a single... Oh, I don't think nothing is here. And I think there are There is not here. a single thing here worth latching onto. It is ineptly made. There is not a single yes, good filmmaking decision in this entire fucking movie. See, I, no, I can't disagree with that. Yeah, I no. It is terribly written. It is terribly acted. Yes. What does this Mostly. offer you? What does this offer you besides... Everyone says, like, oh, I like the showdown at the end, or I like the boat scare. The boat scare is fine. It's the straight, boat scare is iconic. It's straight stolen from Carrie. The final showdown that is true. sucks ass. It's terrible. I think it, I think it works because it's like, oh, they actually followed up on that. That's crazy. Uh, no, the thing I like, I liked... What did I like? Oh, I liked a lot of the... It's not nearly as good, and it does cheat in places, but I like a lot of the Halloween-esque here, and Black Christmas-esque, like, fucking creepy-ass voyeur cam shots in this movie. I like that they have the characters kind of cutting back forth between that. I think I think this movie is interesting in that there are, like, from a historical lens of, like, wow, there are a lot of loose ends in this movie that this franchise just never fucking touches upon again. It's, 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 it, again, I don't think it's great. I don't think it's good. But I, if I watch this again, I'd probably be like, yeah, okay, that was okay, I guess. It's, it's bad. You're, I can't really defend it. Your two but defenses for this movie are... It does something worse than two other movies, and it's the other movies in the series are related. Yeah, we're to talking it. about a four out of ten here. We're not talking about like again. I'm not saying this is good. I'm just saying that like as an experience, there are things where I'm like, that's kind of clever. They did that kind of well. Like, you know, again, it's not good, but there are there are things scenes where I'm like, I like. Look, there are movies where my brain is definite, where I am just looking at it and going, "I feel nothing." I feel something when watching this movie. That's all. That's 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 what I can say to it. Yeah, no, I I pretty thoroughly and really like the more I watch this, like I hated this the first time I saw this, but the more I watch this, the more it sets in just how badly made every single aspect of it is. Like from the beginning, oh yeah, no, from the beginning, you have that first murder scene. And you have the there... voyeur, the world's shittiest voyeur murder cam, by the way. There is nothing creepy mm. about it. It looks you know like what? someone, it looks like someone defense, walking Spencer. around with a GoPro. And then they walk ah. up the stairs, and then the two teenagers in a vague state of undress are just like, oh, sorry, huh, we weren't doing anything. Like, it's a fucking porn parody. Yeah, the opening's bad. And then, what is it? They have a scene, they kill the guy, and then they spend, like, a full minute of the girl screaming and like falling over herself on fucking boxes. And then it freeze frames before you even get to see her die. Like even if you're in the slasher movie thing for like, I'm in it for the gore. Or I'm in it for the tits. You don't get any of those fucking things here. The gore here. No, there sucks. are tits here. There's a pair. Yeah. yeah. There are a pair of eighties Coke tits. They're not good. Tits. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this movie is also fun. The men in, in how, this movie like, have better tits than that girl. In does. how different of an era this is, it's like man, we, like there used to be a lot less like regulation and like man, you you could fucking do anything on a fucking shitty eighty summer camp, huh? Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> this is before the students get here, though. Well, yeah, no, definitely, but I, I I I'm also talking about the movie overall rather than just the opening, um. Like, the, the vibe it gets, but yeah. Um, do you want to take a step back and talk about how you feel on the franchise overall before going I, this, or just keep... I've straight up haven't seen any of the other movies uh, in this series, and, like, I, I can deal with franchises and shit. Like, I, I've seen more Nightmare on Elm Street movies than I should have. Also, better movie than this one, the shitty Nightmare on Elm Street movie that's secretly about how being uh, being gay means Freddy Krueger is going to kill you. That's that's two, right? Yeah, that movie sucks, but it's better than this one. You know what? Have you seen three? Three is Three's unironically great. Three is unironically okay, that's a good. Great that's movie. good. Hugh saying that because yeah. I really want to watch. Three. And that's also like um, I don't want to give the impression that I don't hate. Like I don't hate every single horror movie that's like dumb or trashy or made in this era. Like, no, you, I'm not, you've talked about I'm not Gene Black Siskel. Christmas on a podcast so many times. Yeah, no, I mean I'm not fucking you know like Gene Siskel who like turns his nose. Which I got to say also, it is so fucking funny how scandalized Siskel and Ebert were by this movie. 
There is <laughs> I mean, nothing to on. get offended in this movie about. There's not a single thing that could offend a human no. being. Like, like, it's just, it's just schlock. It's just, no, no, it's, it's not schlock. It's slop. It's just horror slop, guys. Like, come on. Come, um, so I, I. Okay, let me, let me just, uh, let me explain how mad Gene Siskel was about this movie. He, by all means, he called Sean S. Cunningham, the director, one of the most despicable creatures ever to infest the movie business. Which I which I agree with, by the way, but um, but for different reasons. For, yeah, for different reasons. He also published the address for Charles B- uh, Bloodorn, the chairman of the board of Gulf Western, which owned Paramount, as well as Betsy Palmer's home city, and encouraged fellow detractors to write to them and express their contempt for the film, attempting wow. pe- to convince people not to see it. He even gave away the ending. Yeah, that's wow. That is hater. That is fucking hater. Like, okay, speaking as someone who hates this movie even more than Gene Siskel does, that's fucking cr- like you hate this. They hated this movie because they thought it would make people root for the bad guy, which it did kind of. It like, did. This, that is how the. But that's like it's um, so funny to be offended by that. Like this isn't fucking I spit on your grave or whatever. This is just a movie where a bunch of like people who simultaneously look 16 and 36 get uh, the worst makeup jobs in the world. So to give context for where I'm coming at with with Friday the 13th before, first off, this is the first time that I have ever sat down and fully watched this movie before. I have only seen the back half of this movie before. Because um, I, I caught it on that. I, I showed up when friends were watching it and... Uh, they, they were like, fuck it, who cares? It, it's Friday the 13th, we're just starting in the middle. Um, so, I've, But I've also seen two, three, four, then skip ahead to part eight, Jason Goes to Manhattan. Fun fact, Spencer, Jason's in Manhattan for ten minutes, most oh, of yeah. that movie is, is on a boat. I've seen the uh, scene where Jason walks up to like the, the boom box and kicks it or whatever. That's pretty funny. Um, then, uh, Jason X and Freddy versus Jason. This is definitely not one of, like, even among the schlock of this franchise, this is not one of the better ones. I, I don't know. It's probably also not one of the worst ones either. I mean, uh, that is, yeah, I mean, I know where you, I'm just saying that, the, like, there's some dog shit. There's a lot of dog shit in this series. There's a lot of dog shit. That's all I'm saying. Um, the way I could describe my reaction to this movie is that it feels like the twelfth in a series. Like it, it feels like I'm watching Leprechaun Goes to Space or whatever. It's just that level of complete yeah. No, th- you know what this movie is. You know what's the most accurate way of describing Friday the Thirteenth One? What footnote? Footnote? Yeah, yeah. It is a footnote on on in horror history that like. Cause no, cause apparently six is the good one. If I, if I, 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 I think three is pretty all right. And four is also pretty popular. Um, but like, like, like the only reason you watch this movie is if you're like, is if you're, you don't know how this series works or you're watching all of them or you're curious or you're an all mega fan and already hooked in and rewatched it. The only way you would come to this now is because it's like, the reputation and legacy of Friday the 13th. Because as a, as its own, on its own, as a movie, this is kind of nothing. Um, there are not interesting kills. But I don't know. Something about it, I just kind of, I kind of vibe with. It's a, I, um, I, uh, Wikipedia says that this was inspired by John Carpenter's Halloween. That is a, that is a very generous inspired. No, yeah, this is a ripoff. This, this is, is a blatant this... fucking ripoff. This is the This is one of the most intense cases of plagiarism I have ever seen. This is Yeah, no. Although I will say This wasn't copying say, off ha- Halloween's notes. This just like took its test and wrote its name on it. Like this is Yeah. Th- they even do the shot, you know that iconic shot in Halloween where they have fucking um you know, Lori, she like collapses down on the ground and then uh Myers yeah. rises up in the background. They even do that in this movie with the doorknob. You know what's my favorite, uh, 
my my or my least favorite thing about this movie how it how it she when it cheats at the Halloween thing of like oh we're doing the first person stalker cam but also characters interact with the first person stalker cam fuck you you don't get to do that that's not how this works that 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 is like the most upsetting thing in this movie because it's like the point of that is that it is supposed to be voyeuristic. Also, Being in a car with the person that the stalker is killing is just like that is hat shit. That is that is embarrassing. And also, um, like, part of doing the whole voyeur cam thing is like you're not sure if it's the killer or not. Like in Halloween, yeah. they have a bunch of voyeur cams, but sometimes it's Michael, and sometimes Michael's in the foreground. And Black Christmas, sometimes they do the voyeur cam, but you don't know if it's Billy or if it's Peter. And in this one, they slather on one of the worst scores in horror history onto it. You know, you know what You know what stands out to me of the bad score? What? The song that plays over the credits. That's like, what the fuck is that? This, <laughs> this music sounds like... This sounds like if Stevie Wonder could see. Like, I, I don't know how to explain that, but that is... If he could see but not hear. Cr- oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the composer. Oh, the composer for Friday the Thirteenth did all of the original. Like he did one through Jason Goes to Hell. That's crazy. They kept his ass on. You see, I always thought I. I always heard that it was Harry Man. Like I thought it was Harry Mancini that somehow did no. the soundtrack for this. Like I was like, really? They got the fucking Pink Panther guy to do this? Okay. I don't know why it sucks. But it turns out they got a Harry Manfredini. Um, yes, exactly. Who <laughs> does sound like the non-union Mexican equivalent of Harry Mancini. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, he also did the soundtrack to A Talking Cat. Uh, so <laughs> I noticed that too. Probably a better movie than oh, this. Oh, he did the, the soundtrack to Slaughter High. He did uh, Wishmaster. He's done things that I have not that I have heard of on half in the bag, which is, you know, that's about. <laughs> he did the soundtrack to House, not the one people like, the uh, the, yeah. the Hades one. Uh, yeah, no, this <laughs> this soundtrack is, it, it like, it again, it, it feels like Helen Keller wrote it. Like, this is the most just fucking jarring like it's trying to be like a mix of like psycho with the like shrieking strings and um like you know a little maybe bit of like halloween ambiance or whatever maybe i don't know if the timeline works out for this but like i can maybe hear a little bit of um what is it like uh wendy carlos's score for the shining in it and it's just like every single time they go to the mom camera, they play like the shrieking ree, 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 over and over again. And during like the suspenseful scenes, they play like the really intense, fast paced music. It's they didn't know how to soundtrack this, man. This the- I, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't remember nothing about the soundtracks to the later movies. So I cannot tell you if he gets better or worse. I, I love um, <laughs> I love the fact that when the mom shows up, it's supposed to be a fake out, but they almost immediately start playing the fucking, that fucking song. Yeah, no, it's, like, it's real quick. Okay. I will say, I do think the, the, the twist on Halloween of, uh, no, instead of Michael, you get a sweet old lady. That's kind of cute. I, 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 I like it's. I mean, it's cute design. in theory, but like... Yeah, you don't not, know. They, they rush into it. They don't set it up. You know what else is crazy? You don't know. Yeah, like, no. You don't have any context for it. You know what's crazy? She's not in the town in the opening for no reason. Yeah. Why would, Why don't you have her in the town? She's not in the town. We don't know who the fuck Jason is at all until she shows up at like minute 73. Like you, there's just like a disembodied thing that's just going around attacking people. Like. Again, do you know Kevin Bacon was in this movie? Yes, I did. He's the one who gets the arrow through the throat. Oh, that's a good. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, um, but he. <laughs> I don't under like in Halloween. Halloween, you know, they have that whole prologue so you can figure out who Michael Myers is and what his whole deal is. Billy, there's the mystery in Black Christmas of like, is it Peter or is it someone else? Did Peter do it? You know. Nightmare on Elm Street. They show Freddy Krueger at the beginning, and then later they give you the origin story of Freddy Krueger. Oh, so you you have not seen any of the sequels to this, Spencer. Um, 
so you don't know how how they how they handle Jason in the next two movies. Um, I don't think he wears the hockey mask in two. Yeah, like, he wears he is, it in three. Yeah, he he it's 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 kind of interesting in hindsight. In two, he's like a feral animal child. Like he's run, like it feels like he's running on on hide legs. He's just been stuck in the woods for thirty years. It's really weird that his mom just abandoned. It also changes the context that his mom just abandoned him in the woods, considering that like why didn't he go back to his house? I don't like the ending twist is cool, but like Jason not being a zombie until movie six kind of also makes it like. Huh. That like it's it's, it's so cool. Like they got to just keep trying to make this movie until they didn't fuck it up once, and then they, they just they like didn't fuck it up a couple of times. And then they immediately say, started fucking it up over and over again. Yeah, I would say three, four. People really like six. People say six is like actually good, and then uh, and then Jason X are all fun. Um. Yeah. No. I mean. I'm sure I'll check out the sequels at some point, but it is just funny that they get to keep like failing yeah. over and over. And they again. crank these out. These were yearly releases. Yeah, no, goddamn, it must have sucked to have been a fucking adult in the 1980s. Oh yeah, like oh, imagine, yeah. Seth- imagine you get AIDS and then you're like, well, at least I have Friday the 13th Part Two to look forward to. Yeah, they did. The, they did this shit on a. Yeah, basis. well, the uh, the president of the United States is a Nazi, but uh, I've got a new Jason movie to look forward to. <laughs> so there's that. That's even grimmer than being like in the Trump era. It's like, well, at least we get to see Black Panther. It's significantly grimmer than that. Yeah, it is funny that like the 80, like in the 80s and 90s, the big, long-running super franchises in terms of, like, numbers and production and sequelitis things were not action movies, which got, like, maybe a trilogy if they were lucky, but fucking... But horror movies. No, they made so Like, every... Like, everything got at least three sequels. Well, it's like you get Nobody to hire... Nobody stopped it, just... You have to hire... You get to hire, like, a new cast every time so you don't have to pay anyone well. There's no like returning breakout stars, you know. Yeah, unless if unless if you, because that's the secret that the Friday the Thirteenth is that the villain doesn't talk. The, the the Nightmare on Elm Street's fucked up because they had to pay Robert England because you can't make one without him. Yeah, I, mean, I know. they did, but they, you shouldn't. <laughs> um, they did. Yeah, they had to get Robert England, and then they also kind of realized like, wait a minute, this isn't scary anymore. Let's just have him riff. Let's just have him riff. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the that's like the inevitable like trend of any like horror franchise is that they just get like more and more jokey and riffy as they go along. I don't know. Do we want let's so we talked about the opening, but what's also like funny about this movie is there's a, like a second cold open to kill for time. Like yeah. the pad for time where they have this like this woman like walking around and every single person she encounters is like oh you can't you can't get there from here no even her introduction i wrote this down she walks up to a dog and says hi girl then looks at the dog dog's penis and is like sorry you're a boy and then walks away and then goes to a diner where everyone's like uh you can't go to camp blood again do you need a ride and then they give her a ride, drop her off, she gets picked up, and then she gets murdered. There's two fucking... <laughs> there's two fucking cold opens in this movie. I hate this shit so much, man. <laughs> there's no, there's nothing good. Nothing good. Oh. I mean... I don't... Yeah. Like, again, it, it, it's... Again, the, the, the thing is that, like... I, I like Friday the 13th because of, like, this, it is a movie that, it is the little movie that probably shouldn't have. Like, there there is no reason that anyone in the world as- should associate Friday the 13th with a mega fucking, like, giant horror franchise based off the success of just this movie. Everyone Even who- though the ending... 
everyone says like I like the vibes of this movie. Like what vibes? Like standing around. The the the, the, the majority the, of the, the vibes the, in this movie are just people like standing out in the woods and throwing rocks at trees. Yeah, exactly. I like shitty unsupervised eighties vibes of like man. They're not doing anything fun. Like the everything they're doing is like the that's true. Is doing like the so crazy love her. Like the part where they're like you know what they're moving the deck around and one of the guys is just like rolling around on it. That's not fun. You you know what something they don't do in the sequels to this what that they do in this that I think is interesting. They really lean in to to the people surrounding Camp Crystal Lake and like living in the town and stuff. As just being the hickest of hicks. Yeah. Like, they are the most country-ass bumpkins you know what? I can think of in any, in, like, any movie I've seen in a while. You know what You know what would have actually been more scary? As if the kids were there. They had to supervise the kids, and the kids were getting murdered by fucking the mom. That would actually be better. That's the one thing the fucking goddamn video game for the NES did better. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, the, se- yeah, the sequels put children in danger. Um, one of the kids in four, like, gets, like, they, they have the same character, him aging through, like, three different movies as they sit, switch out different actors for uh, four, five, and six. Um, yeah, no, have it, have it, like, don't have these just random old people waiting for the fucking kids to come. Like, actually have, like, a group of kids and maybe two overwhelmed counselors and then put the fucking kids in danger. That's actually scary. I don't care if these people die. All of them look way too old, and they all have bodies that look like surfboards. I don't like them. You can't even you can't even enjoy the whole like oh you know at least they're getting naked and they're getting busy. Like again, no, you can't because you know they all have that '80s physiognomy where they all just look like they've been stretched out, and they all look old, and they have fucking shitty '70s haircuts too for some reason. No, it's terrible. Well, because it was 1980. The 80s hadn't really... Like, every decade takes, like, two to three years to really find its groove. The one sex scene, Kevin Bacon looks like he's looking for truffles in her. (laughs) How do you know that's not how Kevin Bacon just has sex? That... (laughs) It it looks like she's... It looks like he's, like, trying to find his car keys... That's not a sex scene you can get off to. That's 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 not a, like even you know at least in Halloween at least it seemed like it was made by someone who fucks. This was like th- this looks like the first time you ever have sex. It, which uh, you know Ty is probably going to chime in and say not that Andy knows anything about that, but no, I'm better. I'm, I'm a bigger man than that. I'm not going to. I'm too. I'm too fucking mad about this movie. Hey. Hey, I'm the bigger man around here. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah, no, um, but <laughs> for the record, and I, and I, I think it is worth bears repeating. This was your idea. Yeah, no, <laughs> and I, I've had a lot to talk about. You wanted to do fucking Groundhog Day. I would have just been like, "Yeah, Bill Murray sure is epic," and then I would have been silent, and we would have had to talk about soda for the next thirty minutes. You say that like it's a bad episode. <laughs> That sounds like the worst episode we've ever made. I'm fucking mad as shit right now. I'm fucking mad at this stupid movie. This is making for a good episode. Um. Yeah, no, I thought... Oh, what it is, is it interesting? What is with that part where they're, like, hanging out and they clearly didn't have a script and then one of them asks, like, if you had to be a flavor of ice cream, what would that be? That's something you ask a kid that's misbehaving. <laughs> that's something that I would ask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the podcast that's for so, air. That's but. something you would ask me if we were stranded on a desert island. And you were like starting to see me as like an ice cream cone. For the record, it's peanut butter chocolate. Uh, if you were an ice cream? No, no, that's my favorite ice cream. Oh, I was about uh, to say, I, if yeah. you were an ice cream cone, I would be like, oh, it's a little presumptuous of you, buddy. If I was an ice cream, I'd be chocolate vanilla swirl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, i'd be i'd be so you know my ass would be soft serve but um god yeah what the hell all the the conversations that they're having that one guy who pretends to drown so he can get kissed that's actually a pretty good bit i'm not gonna lie 
Yeah, no, that is something a stupid fucking teenager probably has done. Yeah. And there's also a fucking teenager that actually drowned trying to do that somewhere. Yeah, no, that uh, that's uh, that's a six out of ten bit. I'll, I'll give you that one. But god damn, man, this is a. I, I like every time I read reviews from this, people kind of want to put some respect on the movie's name since it was, you know, uh, was it even groundbreaking? Yeah. No, it wasn't. They'd already made no. 400 of these things by the time this came out. I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm, it's just weird. It's like it, it, this movie like should not be what it is. And yet it is, you know, I think that's, that's the thing. Also, it it is the only uh, like major slasher franchise from the seventies through nineties where it did not start out on a solid foundation. Like Spencer, you're not the biggest fan of Nightmare on Elm Street. That is one. true. But but you can look at that and be like, that is a real movie made by someone who wants to make movies. Nightmare on Elm Street and Exorcist are the in the essential canon of mo- horror movies I don't like, but inexplicably have a really, really good second sequel. The Exorcist 3. Like okay, I was about to say, <laughs> I didn't know you liked Exorcist 2. No, That's... Exorcist 3 is a fucking banger. I, I know you like that. I was just like... Yeah, no, Exor- Exorcist um... 1, not a fan. But yeah, no, this what it is weird that this sort of started out the uh a whole God damn, they made so many fucking movies of this. When are they gonna make they another did. one? It feels like like as a culture we kinda need them. Like why did they stop? Why did why, like we Yeah, it's weird. The only like it feels like I guess I guess we got some child's play still going on, but it feels like the only modern big slasher thing we have is like the shitty grounded fucking Halloween sequels that Oh, we get we like. still have Saw. We have 10 Saw movies now and I think uh I don't know. I really want to see I want them to get to like Saw, 11. Saw I feel like it like like Saw is technically a slasher movie, but it feels fundamental like it is removed. Like it is the post slasher slasher. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it is it came it, it, it's torture porn, not a slasher movie. Yeah. Um, okay, so it seems like Jason X uh got like bombed at the box office so that's why they didn't make it they didn't make uh, a jason yeah. 11 which i mean that's kind of they, on they them. just made freddy versus jason yeah i mean well that's kind of on them because like all the previous jason movies were made on like two or three million dollars and then they'd get yes. 15 and this one's made for almost 15 million dollars and only made set like what were you expecting yeah, no, why would you ever give one of these movies money? Yeah, no, you don't... It's... You know what You know what I hate about Jason X? What? The design of Jason X when he goes to space is fucking terrible. what fucker looks like. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I will say Jason is, like, a really good design... Oh, oh, yeah! What the hell is this? <laughs> Do you like Turn of the Millennium sci-fi what? schlock, Spencer? What the hell? He looks like the Doom guy. What... <laughs> What? So what I can tell you what is that um, in the future that the characters are on a space station. I forget how it happens, but uh, they they get Jason accidentally like find and bring Jason's corpse up to the station for some reason, and then the computer's like, "We can't have him looking like this. We got to get like," and, and he gets a redesigned into that, and that design sucks. Classic Jason is. Maybe my favorite look of any of the big slasher killers, like the hockey mask, the the shitty windbreaker, the like. Everything. Oh yeah, I mean, like, I read as Jason for Halloween scary. once when I was like ten years old, like that. Yeah, no, it's that's a good fit. Um, but this, you know, you know that part in Diary of a Wimpy Kid where like Greg stuffs a bunch of like socks into his coat so it looks like he has big muscles. Yes, that's what Jason X looks like. <laughs> this, this, this is the worst design I've ever seen in my entire life. It's so, it's so bad. This is it giving sucks. this is giving older brother, and I'm not sure why. 
This is something. This is something like your fucked up, like older brother who's going to go to jail in two years for shooting his weed dealer. This is what he wears to your sleepover party when he's trying to scare you. Like, <laughs> this looks like it was someone created something that could model like somewhat competently on like a PlayStation One, but no, it's just a three D design. They made. They, he, like, there's no CG. It's all practical. It just looks like dog shit for no fucking he, reason. He looks like one of the itchy and scratchy robots. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> he, he looks like the like the, the, the third worst wrestling villain of all time. He's You know what else? He's got like... Uh, what is the, the, what is the, the Clive Barker movie series about, like... Hellraiser? Yeah, he, he's got, like, the, the kind of, like, Hellraiser, like, I forget the, the villain. <laughs> they, they, the patches of skin on his head. They like, gave, they gave Hellraiser a crew cut. They said Hellraiser yeah. to West Point. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> he, he looks like a steel-type gym leader. <laughs> He looks like an action figure. Yeah, no. like he. That's what they, they turn Jason Voorhees into an action figure. It's like it's like when you make a movie when you're a kid that's like stop motion with action figures, and it's just like the Hulk <laughs> killing like a Justin Bieber CD. This is like one of those guys. This is. I fully expect this this guy to in stop motion kill a Barbie doll. <laughs> I, I I expect to found this thing stuck in like a, an eleven year old's nose or something. I hate I hate looking at this. Bro, what is going? the fuck is going on i'm on the right wi-fi and everything god damn yeah i don't know either anyway um god what a fucking <laughs> stupid fucking piece of shit fuck you yeah, jason no, you suck you'll never kill me <laughs> i'd rather I'd, I'd be embarrassed if this is the guy that you know what's me. you know what's also weird he just has a normal machete they didn't give him like a cool weapon they or didn't anything give him like a halo that. thing no, they didn't give him a lightsaber. They just they just kept What's him the with point the sword? of putting Jason in space if you can't give him one of those fucking Halo like monster purple sword things? I don't know. I don't I'm pretty sure know. I had that idea when I was a kid because they had like Halo Legos and they had uh like J- a little I had like a little Jason Lego or whatever and I clipped the fucking um what is it? Like the Lego sword from Halo thing onto Jason so he could use it. The, the, the pinnacle, I was at the higher level of creativity than the people who made this when I was like nine years old. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? You know what? They should let a, nine, a really fucked up nine-year-old make Oh, yeah. Piece. No, I'm he sure. would have fought Kit Fisto. That's what would have happened. <laughs> it would have been an entire movie about him and Kit Fisto having a sword fight. <laughs> that, that'd be pretty good. Not gonna lie. I'd watch on, that. on, on. <laughs> 20% of the Death Star that I uh, yeah, they, gave up. Yeah, they'd, they'd be having wizard conversations. Yeah, they'd be at, they'd be at the, uh, uh, the one of the Frank Lloyd Wright buildings that you could build in Lego. <laughs> it would be Jason and Kit Fisto and a Lego guy that kind of looks like me uh, because I, I made little Lego versions of me as a kid. And it would be those three fighting at a at, at the Washington Monument. Hell yeah! That would be the movie I would make. Yeah, that's that, that's the one like monument you can just like make out of normal white no, Legos if you. I was I think like, on I a know- higher level of autism than most kids because like my favorite Lego sets were the Lego architecture ones. Oh, that could be kind of cool. I, I could I could get that. I'm just saying that like. The Washington Monument is such a simple design; you could just like make it. Yeah, no. What do they? What do they have for Lego architecture now? What the fuck? Do, what the fuck? Okay, they got the Eiffel Tower. They got the Taj Mahal. Yo, this Ferris wheel one kind of looks sick. I'm not gonna lie. Could you post it? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just googling like googling uh, the like what Lego architecture they have. This one's London. 
I don't know, man. I'm not really like I don't really feel like getting back into Legos, but like I mean I mean these I don't think any of us have the budget. I mean forty dollars for a Lego set, like that isn't too bad. Eiffel yeah. Tower yeah. Lego sets should only cost ten dollars, but um yeah, no, most of these look cool. I like these. Yeah, Lego architecture still kind of goes hard. Oh, they've got a Himechi castle. <laughs> Let's go. This one's $160 on eBay. But <laughs> maybe I'll convince know, I'll, I'll convince Josh know, to spend his uh, fucking substack money on this bullshit. Did they make an appropriately sized Lego Godzilla to destroy <laughs> it? I'm pretty sure that exact castle is destroyed in like at least eight or nine different Godzilla movies. Yeah, no, goddamn. Okay, so uh, we've got a Lego Buckingham Palace. What should they make? They should make that like Death Road in Japan or whatever, where it's like the <laughs> the death for the suicide forest. I mean, I didn't mean the suicide forest. There's like a really rickety road somewhere in Asia that's like um... like really fucked up looking, and it looks like you're gonna die if you try and drive on it. It looks like the bridge from Temple of Doom. Yeah, no, that that I want that. I want more precarious architecture. Oh yeah, no, but okay, they've got like modernist houses <laughs> too. Yeah, this is sick. I want to build some of these. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the trad Lego sets going back to go back to fucking twenties architecture. Yeah, no. Um, also, gotta say, a lot of bad slow mo in Friday the Thirteenth too. Yeah, like. They, they they like yeah. even in the in the boat scene they kind of flub it with some like really shitty slow-mo like what it, i don't know really bad you know what else is kind of noticeable what like the fact that like uh the, how much of the, the the back half of the movie is just the park but it's it's lit by these giant like floodlights yeah so it looks like kind of shitty but also it's clearly nighttime that that kind of sucks it looks like a baseball field also how much of the dialogue was clearly 80 yard in especially that opening scene in the car or with the uh with like the old redneck hick where he's just like speaking very clearly like in the car you can hear the wind and everything and then they have the woman dubbed and it sounds like she's three rooms away yeah, it's it's crazy in hindsight because I'm looking through the credits on backlog or on letterbox that like nobody except for the composer came back for any of these. Oh yeah, they no. made a and they they got a different true. Also, did you did you know that Tom Savini's in this movie? He did some of the stunts and um and uh, worked on uh, and was one of the extras holding a knife. Uh, according uh, to uh, author David oh, Grove, the Ned is supposed to have given birth to the practical Joker victim of horror films. There was no equivalent character in John Carpenter's Halloween or Bob Clark's Black Christmas before that. Okay, for starters, that is some elite resume padding. Like, yeah, we stole everything from every other popular horror movie from the 1970s, but we put a, prick, we put a, a prankster in this one. We were the first one yeah, to do no. that. We were, we were the, put the Joker in this. We were, we were the first one to put Calvin peeing in a horror movie. We put Dennis the Menace in it. They never thought about doing that. But Hitchcock would not. He, he was yeah. too stuck. Second of all, there is a do. fucking practical Joker in Black Christmas. Her name's fucking Barb, you piece of shit. And she, she's great. Yeah, no. You know what's upsetting? What? On Letterboxd. Friday the 13th uh, uh, one is credited as, like, the most popular movie that, like, the most logged movie that Tom Savini has worked on. It's upsetting that more people have apparently seen this, use that site, than Dawn or Day of the Dead. Or Texas Chainsaw 2, which I know you don't like. Um, they... Harry Manfredini began working on the musical score. The decision was made to only play the music when the killer was actually present so as to not manipulate the audience. What the fuck are you That's talking in, about? You know what that reminds me What the me fuck of? are that you saying? That's not... You know what, that rem- what are you... That's not how you do your job, dumbass. Spencer, you know what that reminds me of? Do you remember bef- when Art on uh, Oppenheimer was, was in its marketing phase? Yes. And uh, <laughs> fucking... And fucking, uh, what, I, I can't believe I'm forgetting the director's name. Uh, da, 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 da. um, Spencer, you know what, you know, uh, Nolan. 
When yes. and, and Nolan said that um, the scenes in in color were subjective, and the black and white scenes were objective. That's what that's the same thing as what that Friday. The Which is that that quote was read. awesome because like that's just not even slightly true. Like the scenes in the scenes in color are uh, from Oppenheimer's perspective, and then the scenes in black and white are from Strauss's perspective. But that's just that's just very clearly what's going on in the movie. I don't know what the fuck. No, the better quote from the Oppenheimer marketing was when he said that Oppenheimer was an even more morally conflicted character than the Joker. That's great. <laughs> He's so fucking stupid. <laughs> and yet he managed to make one of the smartest and most walrus. Like, he probably made the best picture winner of this year. Probably. Manfredini probably. also noted that when something was going to happen, the music would cut off so the audience would relax a bit and the scare would be that much more effective. Oh, my God. It This guy. <laughs> there was so much lead in everything in the 1970s, man. Spencer, there was so like a, much a, lead. This, this guy. There is a... There is a six-hour and 40-minute-long documentary on the making of all of these movies, and I kind of want to watch I it I do, now. too, man. I want to see... It'll probably just be like Spinal Tap, but in real life. <laughs> like, it's like some guy just going like, yeah, for this scene, we uh, we, we wanted it to, to show that there, there was a killer, so we made it very bloody, and we had the killer appear and uh, do a lot of murdering, which... um. <laughs> Which uh, which showed that uh, death is a is a theme in these movies, and just hearing people say that for like eight hours, that would be fucking. We tight. needed to show so much of uh, the teenage nudity to uh, highlight the folly and stupidity of youth. Uh, this fucking what are you talking? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you can see here uh, where where the scenes where Jason. Uh, we decided the scenes where where Jason is there to um, show Jason, and then the scenes where Jason is not there, Jason would only occasionally be present. And the the scenes of, where Jason is there are objective, and the scenes where he's not are subjective. <laughs> yeah, no. You see, Jason, like his perspective is a lot different than ours. So, all the scenes from Jason's point of view usually involve someone dying. Because that's what Jason thinks about a lot. But you, I mean, Jason just doesn't think. He doesn't. He just. Uh, yeah, no, God damn. That's so great. I love every single, like, every single quote in it. Like, the fucking Betsy Palmer says that she developed the character of Miss Voorhees using the Stanislavski acting method. You're just saying words, lady. No, the Stanislavski methods are like a real no, thing. No, I know, I know, but I'm saying she's saying that. Like. <laughs> and then the whole movie, she's just like, I'm scary. I'm a scary woman. And then it's just, you cut to her, it's like, yeah, I really wanted to feel the, the deep pain of this woman. <laughs> I, every single person who was involved with this movie, down to the catering crew, was dealing with lead poisoning of some type. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it's the '80s. Everyone, Did they, I, everything. They was told me, in like, lead. you know how Stalker, the Tarkovsky movie, they filmed it in like an irradiated zone, and it killed basically every single person who worked on it, including Tarkovsky. Uh, yeah, I would not be surprised if that was the case for this movie, but instead of killing, yeah, them, they, it just they dropped their IQ by like fifteen to twenty points. Yeah, they filmed this on Mile Island. <laughs> God, I don't actually. Oh, it's oh, it's in Illinois, apparently. Uh, yeah, no, right next to, right next to your house. It's where you live. It is where you live. Oh, sorry, no, no, that's that's Crystal Lake, which is a city. No, it's actually in New Jersey. Okay, yeah, no, damn, Andy lives in Camp Crystal Lake. You know, Andy would be the first one to die in a damn Jason movie. No, no, these movies are shitty horror enough movies that I'm, I'm they go for the black guy first. Yeah, no, you'd be, got... you'd be like the second to last. You would be like the guy who, 
He'd be the, the annoying guy in Texas. They'd come Chainsaw. at me while I have the fridge open and I'm making <laughs> yeah, a sandwich. Yeah, they have this scene where you open the fridge, you're pulling out the ingredients, and you're going, mmm. Then you shut and the fridge and the killer see pops the, up. The camera running at me with like a, a knife right in front of it. Yeah. No, you're you're like at the fridge and you get like a long shot where like the, the fridge door is blocking part of the frame, and as soon as you show it, the killer shows up and then stabs you. That'd be fun. That's a good yeah, way to go. How... <laughs> that is how you would die in one of these. Uh, no, you would. Yeah, you'd you'd go down like uh, you'd go down like Franklin and Texas I just wouldn't Chainsaw. be able to find the pickle jar in there. And <laughs> it's, it's lost. <laughs> it's like you're just, you're just like organizing the fridge by like how much you like each ingredient on a scale of one to ten. The scene goes on for okay. 25 minutes okay. until you... Not fucking Rain Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, Andy. One to ten. Uh, yellow mustard. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Spencer. I'm not saying that I cannot rate individual foods. I'm just saying I wouldn't stand up at the fridge long enough to do that. My fat ass needs to sit down. Yeah, no, if you if we gave you a comfortable enough seat, you'd do it. Yeah, no. We'll put a like recliner a in front of the fridge. Or like a mini. Nice. Exactly. Exactly. You just gotta give me enough time. It's like when you give a kid it's like you leave a kid in front of the TV or whatever. (laughs) They just leave you in front of the fridge. (laughs) Your parents are just like, All right, Andy, we're going to dinner. Have fun with the fridge. They install like a digital on like one of the smart fridges with the camera. It's just a p- image of the inside of the fridge, so I don't have to waste a bunch of power keeping the doors open. <laughs> oh god, that's fucking sick. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I'm just. Uh, is there anything else on your? Um, what is it? Anything? I guess we can talk about the ending a little bit more. Yeah, I think it is cool. I I think because everyone, I feel like. Like makes when they talk about this movie, they act like, yeah, no, it's it's Jason grabs her, pulls under the water, and then cuts to credits. They don't they don't mention that like she's back at the hospital, and I think they kill her at the opening of the next movie, or maybe it's a fake out. I forget. Well, but, like, I remember like in my head, I thought it was like they pull her under, and then she's like, wait, where's J- like where's Jason? And they say we didn't find the body, and then that's the teaser. But in this one, they're like there was no kid, and then she's like, oh. The kid is still dead. Yay. And then it plays like softcore porn music in the movie. Yeah, because they probably, they were probably playing like they didn't know if it was going to be a fucking sequel. Yeah. I don't fucking know that. So. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the music that plays in the end credits is like halfway between the Twin Peaks soundtrack and like the music that plays during like 90s Yuri. Like it's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like. You're seeing a one shot where like a girl scissors with her teacher. This is the music that's playing. You could put I am the wind over that credits and and it would be just as fitting. <laughs> oh god. So, um yeah, no, but the ending I think is really overrated, like straight up. Like does it did it get me a little? Yeah, but like it, it's just taken from Carrie and then they immediately undo it by having like the um they immediately undo it by having that weird epilogue where she's just like, <gasps> yeah. And then they, then, then they're like, no, actually that was real. Jason, Jason's out there. Yeah. No, um, it's not a particularly good like ending. I, as far as like scary endings go, like I think, uh, <sighs> pit in the pendulum's better. Have you seen pit in the pendulum? I have not. Pit in the pendulum has like the best jump scare ending of all time. Straight up trying to think what are my favorite spooky uh black christmas Uh, prince of darkness prince of darkness black christmas is also very good the thing the thing is good halloween is good yeah uh halloween yeah halloween's real good um Um, let me look through horror films i got the list yeah no uh pretty much every john carpenter horror movie ends on a good note he's so good at endings he is he he really is (laughs) Um, I'm trying to yeah, I'm looking through my horror movies. Uh, Evil Dead Twos is all right, but I don't know. Um, 
Oh, you know Texas what has Chainsaw. an all-timer scary ending? Yes, Texas, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw. But also, have you seen The Descent? Uh, yes. The I I know that the like American ending is terrible. Yeah. Do you know what it does? Uh, no. I've seen like the American. Actually, fuck. I just remembered when I saw The Descent, the American ending was the print that they had. So, oh, I'm so sorry. Do you know what? I mean, the, it didn't like ruin the is? movie or for me or anything. Like, no, it, no, it's not bad. It works, but it's like that that gut punch they do. That's one of the best. Um, yeah. You know, what, you know what else is kind of a good like spooky ending, kind of. What is uh, Night of the Living Dead? Night of the Living Dead. Uh, yeah, no, that's a great ending. Dawn of the Dead's a good ending too. Um. What is it? I'm, I'm again. I'm looking through some uh, some of my horror faves also, and trying to see what. I don't know if this counts as a horror movie, but the host has a really good ending. The Bong movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, Possession has a fucking insane end. I mean, yeah. I it feels like oh, The Innocence. The Innocence. That might actually be my favorite horror movie ending. That movie is so fun. I like the ending to It Follows. It Follows has uh, a good ending, especially after that very stupid scene in the pool. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's... it's. Did, did you hear that, that Rick Mitchell's apparently working on It, on, on it Follows too? Yeah, I like how everyone was like, oh, he's in jail jail. He's in he's in director's jail for good. Yeah, they, they let him make one masterpiece. In the, you know what it's called, though? I, I at least like the stupid title they gave it. It Keeps Following or something? they follow oh yeah let's go that's a good one yeah. that's a good alien type <laughs> that's some die hard to die harder shit right there yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh it's just the monsters of they fab this time yeah wait what is it ha huh. um shut up what was uh are there any horror movies with bad endings though I'm trying to Ooh. i mean the descent depending oh, on the version uh, I, 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 it's not great up until that point but like the Silent Hill one, the first Silent Hill movie is pretty competent for the first two thirds. It's got some cool stuff, and then the last third of the movie, because of editing, is just a fucking disaster. Um, yeah, that's I haven't seen that, so I would not know. God, I, I don't think there's like a single horror movie that I know that I think has. Oh, you know what has a great ending? Bride of Frankenstein. Also, yeah. audition. Um, yeah, pretty much every horror movie I like has an all timer end. Now that I think about it. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I can be like, yeah, no, that's... I'm not a huge fan of Nightmare on Elm Street's, like, Oh, God, that ending sucks so much. That ending is terrible. And they do it again I, in I Nightmare 2. I, I think Craven didn't want to do that. I think that was a studio decision, if I'm correct. Yeah, I think it was Or at least well. one of the... Yeah, which, yeah. Um... Oh, God, no, but... Yeah, Friday the Thirteenth. I'm I'm not swayed. It is one of the uh, worst movies ever made, and it, I really do want to see that documentary now because it feels yeah. like I want us to see like lead poisoning happen to people in real time. But yeah, that's gonna do oh, it. Also, Blair Witch Project. Blair, Shout out to that. That is a great uh, ending. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I I in my final thoughts is like. I don't hate this as much as Spencer. It's still not very good, but I could happily go the rest of my life with never seeing or particularly thinking about this. Well, again. since you love it so much, uh, we're going to watch it every year for the rest of the podcast. You'd crack well before I would. No, I have so much tolerance for pain, Andy. I have so much fucking tolerance for pain. I mean, I'd be fine with doing that. We it's are doing that every <laughs> single fucking year. See you next January. Yeah, and, and next fucking January, we're doing. Hell, let's do one of the worst ones. Let's do Friday the 13th 2 next January. Fuck you. Sure. You know yeah. what? I Fuck it. Let's do one of these. <laughs> Every 12 Never months. Know. By the time we're in deep in our 30s, we'll be done. Yeah, no. All right. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Um, we're doing the patron cast for January uh, later this week. So Yeah. Sorry. That's a little late as well. Yeah. Um, um, you guys picked the worst fucking movie for that one. Uh, yeah, Kylo. No, the thing is. Kylo. Or Kilo, or I don't know how to pronounce your name. Yeah. You, you gotta stop fucking suggesting movies, dude. You really gotta stop doing that shit. The thing I'll give him this time is that, like, it's not like anyone else suggested anything better. Oh, yeah, no, all it was of all the suggestions. Duds this year. You guys are terrible at this. 
Yeah, sometimes like it's crazy is that all is that like November had a pretty good option yeah. and December had better options than Jack Frost. Yeah, and that wasn't even your fault. Well, yeah, that was that was kind of a. Although that did that, that did of... lead to a very good, uh, very good <laughs> twist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, but. Um... <laughs> yeah, we have a Patreon. If you don't know, yeah, where no, you uh... can. You can vote on. There's on, usually a uh, woman a here to, to keep me and Andy in order and, you know, generally act mean to both of us. But instead of the balance of power shifted this time and it's just being me being mean to Andy. So, yeah. Uh, thank Yay. you all for listening and uh, catch you all either next week or on Thursday. Bye bye. Bye bye. Got hair.